So, okay. So this is my third attempt. Actually, John and I did a podcast a couple of years ago, which I'd like to have the recording because I think there's evidence I need to destroy. But uh, it was quite fun. So then, I don't know if you watched the Stickley thing, but I, I didn't really have a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Format, script. Uh, I didn't have that either. Uh, introduction, a very good introduction oh. for him. So I kind of added it after the fact. And I had one, and we got it cut out, whatever. So anyway, I'll just say this. I'm sitting here with uh, my good friend John Sterlini of Sterlini Magic and Manufacturing in Colwyn, Michigan. The magic capital of the world. <laughs> that turned the game down. Uh, and I met John, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. And uh, before, I guess I'll just let John kind of give a little description of what he is, who he is, what he does, and where we're going from here. Okay. Well, yes, I'm the owner of Sterlini Magic and Theater in beautiful downtown Cola, Michigan, the magic capital of the world. Um, I've been a magician my whole life, started when I was four. And um, why am I here in Cola, Michigan? Because it is the magic capital. And where else uh, would you want to go to? John and his friend Mark Bulick were standing outside, and Brent, Brent's like, hey, there's the owner, the new owner of that building. So we went down there. And, and he's with John Lovitz. <laughs> Our friend Mark Bulick does look like John Lovitz, for you older listeners, yeah, viewers. Anyway, yeah, Mark Bulick, you really missed your calling. You could have been the, magi- the John Lovitz magician. You would have made a fortune in the late 80s, early 90s. Missed it. Anyway, uh, so we went down there, we met John. And then, uh, I don't know, a couple more, we kept meeting and meeting and meeting, became good friends. And so, John, tell them about, like, a couple of years ago, three years ago now, when you really started getting into the buying and selling. I mean, you've always bought and sold. I know that. Um, yeah, it's probably been, yeah, a good three years ago. Uh, really started pushing the uh, vintage use magic. Um, well, uh, from a business standpoint, looking at, Everyone sells the same magic. You know, there's Murphy's Magic, which is a wholesaler that supplies to everyone, and there's a few others uh, in the country. Um, I, I was looking at our business model and thinking, why or what is my advantage in carrying the same products that everyone else carries? But being able to buy, and a lot of times I buy, as you know, I buy magic that even if I'm not going to make a ton of money on it, just to be able to offer those items, to have something to share with others, to talk about, you know, whatever. Just for someone to walk into our shop and say, wow, I've never actually seen one of those. Right. Um, you know, bringing in the used vintage collectible magic into the shop, I think, has been a huge advantage to us. So I uh, really worked on um, trying to capture that market. And I think we've been pretty successful yeah, pretty with successful. the past few years. Yeah, John does, a, I don't know, January of... 2020, I think, is when you started your... Yes. You started a... It, it's an invite-only uh, magician Facebook page, but there's probably 1,600 people, 1,700 people on it? Uh, 17 plus. 17. So every Monday and every Thursday, uh, John will do a show, and he'll sell. Uh, Thursdays, you probably sell more on Thursdays. Monday's more of... Yeah, Thursdays are auction. Monday's kind of a we'll sit and BS and teach, show new stuff, talk about things. Teaching. and. Um, then Tuesday we do a, um, we also do a live Tam shows. It's Tuesday's Treasures with Tam. So tell little, them who Tamara is. So Tamara's my wife, and she shows some collectible higher end magic. Uh-huh. 
And Tamara, I need to get her on the podcast too because give a little of her background. Well, Tamara is uh, a vocalist, pianist. She's been teaching for 20 plus years. Uh, she's also been a cruise ship si- uh, singer, performer, and also has worked at Disney World. Yep, she sang at Disney World for a while. Yep. That's so. so, yeah, so Tamara offered, my, actually my granddaughter was taking lessons from her, and then she dropped it, but she needs that. I'm going to push her back into them. Uh, <laughs> want her to get going on that. But, yeah, I think uh, um, if you, it's funny you live in a little town of Colon, and, and I know you do drums, so you could actually get singing lessons, uh, drum lessons, uh, magic lessons, piano, and a little. Well, really, Colon has had that network of talented people yeah. for years. Yeah. I mean, and I didn't know this until recently. There was a documentary on Colin that was done. Uh, Jay was watching it a few weeks ago. Um, Jay is general manager at our store, and just he's been a huge asset to, uh, to our community. Yeah, Jay but, Blackwell. Um, um, yeah, well, I'm sure you'll be interviewing him sometime Absolutely. soon. Um, there's a great documentary, and I didn't realize this, but prior to Blackstone, there's actually several performers that were in Colon, like big name people. That, you know, uh, when he's, he told me this a couple of days ago, and yeah. I thought it was, I thought everything was after Blackstone. No. But it was actually before. Yeah. Yeah, and you were going to, uh, the lady that w- rode the ostrich or something? <sighs> See, if Stickley was here right now, he yeah, would yeah. know her name. He'd be like, that it was blah, 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 and she wrote it in 1843. And here's her address, here's her phone number, and, and yeah, all that stuff. Man- so. Leonidas, too. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, Colin really has had a history of uh, talent for yeah. hundred-some years. Yeah. So so back to your, uh, I mean, I love John's show, and uh, I guess you, you would call that behind a paywall. I, I pay him to say that, by yeah. the way. So. I, I mean, I'm excited for when John and Jay get in front of the paywall to what, where they show their wares or their new creative ideas to, to the to three billion people on that phone as opposed to the... You know, six seventeen hundred is great. On a typical Thursday, there'll be 40, 50 guys tuning in and battling out over. Uh, I mean, I'm on there. I'm bidding. And uh, it's funny because we really have like people that are actually live. It's really a small number. I mean, we have forty to sixty on the high end. Yeah. And what's amazing is when you watch the numbers, like the next couple of days, like there's three, four, five hundred people that will watch our videos, and I'm like why are you watching these two days later you can't bid on it yeah. you realize you know from asking people too they're well one they like watching us hanging out seeing what we're doing what we're talking about and uh we started this it, timing was perfect and uh, you know i you've heard me say this numerous times it was stickly that right. really start he set this group up and like what are we going to do i don't know but i created the sterlini's magical mayhem and let's figure out where let's just do something with it and it's just it's grown but um it's just it's amazing because we've created kind of a uh a magical family you know we started building our market we started building our group and we created the you know the family the friendship there and then when all of this just went to hell we already had our market, right. and people just started. It gave them something to do, right. and I can't believe how many people, you know, thanked us, like seeing them here during Magic Week and whatever, and said, you know, thanks for doing this. Right. That was like a sense of, uh, you know, sanity. It was something right. I looked forward to, right. and uh, it was a way to interact, you know, with you guys. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I was really kind of proud of that too. That, right. No, uh, I went there. <laughs> I went there every Monday, every Thursday. 
every day in between. And then, interesting enough, John and I took a trip to Florida. Uh, Sava? Yeah. Yeah, a, a magician that's on his show. And he happens to be in Florida, so we just delivered the stuff to him. So we thought, eh, we're going to be down there. Let's meet yeah. up. and a, a so. parking lot. And, uh, and then there's another guy, Randall, that lives in the, the D.C. area. Uh-huh. He was just in town yesterday. He comes up and... So, John, does uh, tell them a little about your, the, the big box of fun, which I think is a marketing genius and a time saver. So, what we do is we have our auctions and sales during the week. And we have uh, every day, Monday through Friday, we have uh, a deal of the day with Jay. We offer 10 to 20 items, discounted or, you know, rarities, whatever. Um, we don't ship out as people buy because, one, we, we're not that big of a company where, you know, with the volume that we sell, I can't take right. the time to ship out you know a five ten twenty dollar item right so what we do is we have boxes we call them the big box of fun and we put all of their things in a big box of fun when it gets filled we ship it out they also save money in um, in shipping, shipping because yeah. there's they're paying one you know one price for a bunch right. of items instead of five dollars here five dollars and there. everybody's pretty good aren't they about waiting they're good once in a while, some guy probably wants something now. Yeah, I mean, if someone says, oh, my gosh, I've been looking for that. I really need it for a show. Can you please ship yeah. that? Yeah. Sure. Or, uh, But we're also, I mean, it's an invite-only group. Right. You know, we don't get the guys that, you know, if you're spending $2, you want it shipped out that day. Right. We're not your company. <laughs> right. I mean, I hate saying it that way, but that's the truth. No, right. you know? no I get it. We've, yeah. yeah, I've gotten to the point where I build the customers that right. I want. and right. Um, so before I'll probably have to edit a whole bunch, but um, I want to talk about the theater because I think the theater in town is really uh, like a golden treasure. That's like, if this is really nobody's fault, it's just everybody has their you know these guys are football, this person's soccer, this person's as a goes to the library, right? And they just don't know about all the options. So John and Tamara have a beautiful theater um seats what, go ahead i mean 90 yeah 90 ish and, yeah. and i so just tell them a little bit about it and well the theater well the building itself i mean basically it had been vacant for i don't know how many years um when we moved in it was basically storage junk so we i mean from running electrical everything you know we made this thing function professional lights professional sound yeah it's uh yeah, it's not like I just put a couple of cans up. I mean, yeah. everything, it's computerized lighting sound. Yeah. Um, it's pretty pretty high-end yeah. uh, um, operation there. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I built it to what I would like to see going into another venue. Right. And what's cool is uh, there was a show we did, uh, Doug Church. Oh, oh yeah. Elvis, yeah, Elvis guy. He's like, he's not just, you know, your no, guy that puts on Elvis. No, he's say, like, I mean, he's like the real top, deal. Top he, he's really Elvis. good. Right. Um, he's been there a number of times. The first time he was here, I actually sat out in the audience and watched the show. And that was so cool to sit there because I'm always backstage on stage performing. Just watch the reaction. And it was cool to like see lighting and sound and hear it and experience yeah. it. Um, I like to try to think that we're giving them a, a Vegas experience in a small, intimate right. venue. And, right. um, you know, something that you just would walk in and go, wow, I never expected that. And even our show, I mean, we do, you know, three, four, five, six illusions. We try to bring in, you know, do a pretty good-sized show in a really so John, small, tight venue. John is not, uh, how do I say this? Uh, he is not 
like your typical magician. I don't want to cut these. I don't want to cut these guys down. But John is very humble. <laughs> did, I, did I say that right? No. Uh, I'm just saying, like uh, his his act. I guess you'd call it manip act, cards and coins, and and it's truly like uh, I've seen thousands of acts now. I've been here for 25 years. Certainly hundreds, probably thousands of acts. And Pretty awesome. Yeah. It, that's awesome. But aside from that, I mean, you you got to be the top three. I mean, he is, has honestly. I've seen it. You call that cardistry where they flutter? flutter oh, all. yeah, that's amazing. That's uh, that's incredible. But no, I'm, John's act is, it's it's a stellar act. So if you get a chance to see it, you know you really you really should. Um, I was gonna I was looking at this cup. Uh, we oh, we should a, make mention of those. Well, I did a real really estate cool. deal the other day, and uh, uh, Mary Rosenberry was my realtor, and Mary makes this pottery, and uh, she gave this to us uh, as a present. So she work. actually made these. I mean, yeah. this wasn't something she just glazed and fired. To my knowledge, I th that's it, pretty cool. I'm pretty sure she makes all that. And Annette has bought many things, and she's actually used Mary for uh, like gifts for other people. And uh, so, I just really think and the reason I was, I'm always talking about cross marketing, you know. So I see your theater, and I see the realty company there, and I talk about this lake redundantly. People are going to get so sick of me saying. The lake's an economic driver. The lake's, an, but the lake is an economic driver. Doesn't I mean, doesn't hurt. Yeah. I, I you know I say it. I probably should quit saying it, but there are just so many ways to cross. I wish Colin could afford to hire a marketer, a true, you know, set down and you're going to market and you're going to cross market, you know, Dawn's and Eminem or it's not called Eminem any longer, but Magic and, Capital, and, Group. yeah, and Curly's and just and the shows and. You know, I just had a conversation with the Root Boys that own uh, Palmer Lake Lodges, Nibbles, or what do you call mm -hmm. it? And uh, those guys are real businessmen. And uh, I, I, I just see, I'm just excited about the future. I want to keep moving towards, you know, more better aesthetics uptown. Uh, John helped me. If you get a chance to go into the Legion, we talk about the Legion all the time. But uh, we did a penny bar. And Twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's true. Eighty percent of it twice. Oh, it's twelve thousand pennies laid out. We made this little. It wasn't it wasn't mathematical. It was just art artist artistic. That's easy for me to say. And uh, then you put epoxy on it. So it took us days to lay them out, glue them, and then we epoxy. And I had done one the year before. It turned out perfect. This one is better looking. And I saw, I looked over in the corner, it was a hot day, and I saw something floating, and I thought, oh, gosh, just like a little feather or dust. Or, I don't want all those dust particles to land in the epoxy when we go. So because I, we could have sanded them and buffed them out. Yeah, we could have done something. But Now, I turned the air conditioner off and left, because that was blowing them around. And it was a 90-degree day, <laughs> and I guess the science is, that the heat above didn't let the gases escape from the epoxy goo. And uh, it was like mush. And I, I fought it for a week. And I don't know, after two weeks, we just like, or maybe after 10 days, we just scrapped 80% the middle, redid it. And the Legion was really pleased with us. Yeah, for I told him I. to close the bar for six months. I told him I'd have the bar closed <laughs> for four days. They met downstairs and it turned into two weeks. But uh, 
It turned out. It actually, the second version turned out much better too. It did. It did, did turn out so. Yeah, and uh, actually, John's wife Tamara had an idea to do the American flag. So I remember when she said it that night, we were on the, that table practicing how to make an American flag with pennies and dimes for for hours. And it was cool because, well, like Blade was there, and I mean, all of us we have Kiana. It's got a name yeah. in there. Yeah. We each put like uh, children a little coin somewhere, you know, with our, uh, yeah. you know, something. Yeah. And there's a few little hidden tricks in there. Yeah, so. there's four magic tricks. That yep. you'd, you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to, well, one you could maybe see, the other ones you'd be like. You'd that, have to know. You'd have to know, yeah. So anyway, John helped me with that immensely. Uh, so he's always willing to help out the town, and, and uh, I know you've done, you've had the little school kids come down and free shows, which I know magicians get sick of. Hey, could you do this for exposure? I get that. Well, it depends. I mean, when it's a right group, you know, when it's, uh, you you know when it's it's a group that's worthy of giving your time to, and you know when it's a group that they just, they're looking for something free. Right. And, uh, right. you know, I think within our community, yeah, we should give back. Um, you know, we've actually been talking to Coach Robbie, who's another huge asset to our community. Huge. I want to get him on here um, soon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um you know, we've been talking to him about magic classes at the school because oh. we've talked to, well, actually someone who's who helps Jay. is an adult now, uh, mid-late 20s, and he's like, I've always wanted to learn magic. And he grew up in Colon, but I didn't know, I, no one was there to teach me. Right. You know, know, you go into like the, you know, Abbots or whatever, it's all older guys, and they don't really take an interest in the kids to teach them. And... You know, you'd think being here in Colon, yeah, it would be simple to yeah. learn how to do magic. Yeah. Um, you still got to break the ice. And, gotta... you know, I thought, why is there not a class or a magic club or something? Because I've taught, I've actually taught in uh, public schools, like daytime went in and taught magic classes. Uh, Livonia Public Schools, Plymouth Canton, oh. uh, Frankenmuth, you know. So let's talk about that because you did have a student a couple of years ago. I remember that gentleman. Uh, it wasn't, what would you call that class? Uh, manipulation class, yeah, sleight of hand class. And you took, that's how you got here. How do you, that, give that little story. Oh, from Chavez? Yeah. So, um, there was a magic college that was here. There's actually two of them, one in Pasadena, which is still in existence, and then there was one here. It was Neil Foster. And um, what was cool is I remember as a kid seeing the talent contest during Magic Week here, and the guys that won were the guys doing the card productions and all the elegant, you know, they're in a tuxedo. And, like, that was always the magic that fascinated me because you knew it wasn't just tricks and stuff that you bought. It was skill. And, I mean, it's just it's amazing to be able to watch someone just reach up in there and produce a fan of cards and, you know. Why uh, Why did we not do that? Why did we not have you do some of that while we're doing this? Uh, that was – there's some Abbott Queens right there. If you want me to stall, 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 well, stall. Not that good, but um, – you know, so you see these guys, and you know, I, I found out that most of the the magicians at place were students of Neil's, and I said, God, I, I want to learn that, and found out about the school and so on. And uh, after I got out of high school, um, I was going to college, and then I found he had an opening for one semester or one session, and uh, yeah, applied and came here and took the class. And that's how I met Mark, and that was in '84. Uh, just a couple so, of years ago. Just a couple long, long years Interesting ago. side note, a mutual friend of ours uh, ended up buying the house that 
uh, John and Mark, he speaks of Mark Bulick, that they met. And prior to that, and a former employee of mine had bought the house. So I called her up. As soon as I found out, I didn't realize, well, I, I thought, but I wasn't sure that it was a Neil, just, Neil, Foster. Neil Foster house. And uh, so I said, hey, do you, could I bring my buddies over and film them? in the basement because you guys met in the basement right so i went down the basement before they did and i filmed them both coming down the steps mark and john you know 30 years however many yeah, years 40 years later you know of where they actually met that was and then uh so then she sold it to another friend of ours who is also a hobbyist magician and he currently owns that house it's crazy yeah it's very cool it's, it's very cool and he actually has it decked out pretty nice he's got some mementos to neil and eventually want to finish the basement not exactly how neil had it but kind of close because yeah. uh, he had uh stage and mirrors and so on um you know and that's where we met and practiced and yeah. you know learned our our shtick, so. shtick and that and that was the basically the course i'm sure you tweaked a little bit of what you were offering right so basically you know same type uh sleight of hand act um right. so what i teach is when someone leaves you know, after however many weeks, they're actually going to be able to walk on stage and present, you know, a quality uh, nightclub sleight of hand right. routine. So I guess, okay, so it's kind of your background and how you and I met and, and what your theater's like and, and and then the bulk of your business. Uh, by the way, if anybody is looking to sell a magic estate, <laughs> magic estate, I can't even say it, that, please call Mr. Sterlini. Um, is there... Like, what's your hopes and thoughts, or what do you think, wh where do you want to take coal into? I mean, you know, I'm always trying to cross-market and figure things out. What's your next project? Well, next, actually, the next, um, and this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with this, we're basically closing down the theater, and for the most part, the shop, because as you know, like winter months here in Colon, yeah. it's, it's pretty dead. Yeah. Um, so we're taking January, February, March, uh, do improvements to the theater, shop, um, one of the things we're drastically missing out is uh, signage. You know, there's a lot of people that don't even know we're still here. You know, we've made a few yeah. a few improvements, but yeah. um, we have uh, some new signage and stuff that we're working on currently that, you know, when I want people when they drive through town, there's no way in hell they're gonna miss, right. <laughs> you know, they're gonna know that we're there. Right. Um, one of the biggest goals uh, and actually, after the holidays, you know, after New Year, we're going to kind of evaluate things and see where we want to go. Like our magic business, I'm not trying to brag or boast or whatever, but, I mean, it's pretty comfortable where it is. Right. But, you know, there's so much more that I want to do and want to accomplish. Um, the biggest thing for us is, like, I want to push our theater. You know, right. I want to have uh, a Friday night, a Saturday night, a Saturday right. afternoon that's sold out. Right. And um, But you're saying go to Battle Creek. Right. Portage. So we're working on Shipsy. drawing people from outside and bringing them in. Right. And uh, the people that, well, I mean, you know, when we were um, newspaper in. Uh, Sturgis? No, no, no. Um, the pizzeria. Uh, LaGrange. Got, no, no, no. Uh, uh, which one? Union City. Yes. UC. Yeah. Uh, we met with, I can't Donna remember. Donna LeClaire. Yes. She didn't even know about. In Magic Week, twenty-ish minutes away. Yeah, she did. She know. did not know about Magic Week, right. and that's been going on for eighty years. Yeah, she runs a newspaper. 
Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that's saying we're not reaching people that are, you know, within a half hour radius. Right. Potential's huge. But, and again, something that's been going on for that many years, and they don't know about it. Yeah. And they're in the news reporting business. Yeah. Something, we're failing somewhere. I think, you know, as, you know, we've all heard the story, a picture's worth a thousand words. And I, I was reading a book uh, last night, and, you know, a guy threw that out there, a picture's worth a thousand words. And it's like, it's just so true. It's like visual, mm-hmm. visual, visual. If, you, if I don't, and now I need to be spoon-fed. I mean, it needs to come across my right. Uh, phone you know really or i just so i should i still work it or i don't even and i have like they call it banner blindness i I walk in i don't i don't see the posters i just i don't know i'm in my brain i'm just not paying attention but other people do other people see every every poster so i think you just got to hit a million different markets i think one of the problems too um within our community we really don't have uh signage well what sign do we have or events you know the elementary school when you drive in but unless you're parked there you know how many people actually sit there and read every event that's coming on we don't have any way to communicate within the community of you know what's going on um the newspaper i know several people when we first moved here that they said yeah we used to have a newspaper at least we you know even if it was four pages we at least kind of thumbed through it saw what was going on and i mean that's small town america the papers were a central gathering hub of information, and and pretty much they're gone, and everywhere, not just colon. Everywhere, and the Venn diet, your Facebook crosses mine, but there's now central hub. I I think it's almost back to the old days of hand shaking hand handshaking yeah. and meeting people, and the more we know, and that's kind of some of my goal with this podcast is to, you know, if you meet the right guy, right lady, the right person, uh, I, I've said their names over and over. A Mike Smoker. A Brent Frank, a Tim Taylor that that shares your story with forty of their friends, and and I've said leapfrog a zillion times on on the last ten years. You just leapfrog into the next. So that that's my goal. We just keep keep going, keep going. Uh, there's great opportunity in this town, uh, as you know. We had the co- we own a building that we thought a coffee shop was going to go in. I still think a coffee shop could be, and I think it's important. Um, I mean, Keith made a good point the other day, basically when he said it's a central meeting hub for younger people. Um, well, and also what's nice about that, like, I, I don't really drink that much anymore. So, like, coffee? to hang Well, coffee, oh. yeah. Well, yeah. You know, and, and actually for, if you were going to meet up with someone and wanted to sit and BS, right. you know, at 11 o'clock, in the morning, are you going to go to the bar and, hey, let's go have a beer? No, but I mean, yeah. if you wanted to meet with some, hey, let's go grab a coffee and, no. you know, BS about, right. I'm not going to go to Nate's and, and hold up a table. Yeah. But where if it's like, hey, let's go grab a coffee there and, you know, let's talk about this, this, and this. Yeah. Um, oh, that's true. That That's very true. I, I just think the cross-marketing is, the potential is ama- amazing. So I want to keep working on that. Um, so... I'm trying to think. I just want to miss anything. Well, I guess we, we see each other virtually every day, so I can always come back. But is there anything that I'm missing? I'm, I really do want to get Tamara in. I want to get Jay on here. Jay, what we mentioned earlier, Jay Blackwell, uh, circus performer, you know, breathe fire. Just a little juggle, bit of everything. Throw knives, magic. Now, um, I just used him for my store party. He threw knives at me. That was awesome. Uh, 
the, the, blue, video, the video's the, on Facebook, right? Yeah, the blue one's a little scary. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> that, the second time, bam, that was a little close. A little but, close. Yeah, but uh, would I do it again? Mm, yeah. I'd probably do it again. But, uh, yeah, I want to get, I just want to get interesting people like that on here, and I just think, uh, you know, again, I, I don't know if I'll edit all this out, but, like, just talking to the Root Boys, like, they're real businessmen. They're looking for opportunities of, to invest and build and, and just keep town going. Um, interesting, you mentioned signage. Uh, I, I want to get, I'm working pretty heavily with a gentleman for the murals. And uh, I guess that kind of goes hand in hand, mural and signage, you know, it depends on if it's just a mural for art, art, or does it also advertise something? So. Well, I mean, what you're looking at is a little of both. And, you know, I think something that's going to capture. To me, I, I always look at the little niceties when you go to a town. You know, like Shipshawana, not my style or not what I would like, but this, the murals they have there are absolutely beautiful. Correct. I agree 100%. Uh, just fantastic. Yeah, not my, I'd rather see more brighter color. Yeah. But but it fits what they do. It fits their motif. And it's perfect. You know, with our, our town having more of a theatrical, magic, lakes, you know, there's a lot more that we could do that uh, uh, could be more colorful, more eye-catching, and... Um, um, I'm trying to think of what the best way for you, for me to help you with this podcast, because I've been cutting them down, you know, we're at like 45, we're at 34, I think Keith and I were at 40, and I tried to make them three minutes, I think Keith was eight, but it was too long, but, but like, right now, the best way for people in Colon to help your shop is to come on Saturdays, see when your next show is, and then... Does your wife have openings for voice and piano and or piano? Does she have any? She does. Well, she also. Um, does it virtual? Uh, she does virtual and in person. Oh, so she could do it. Oh, that's right. She does uh, mm -hmm. Max business partner, Dan. She does his, the daughter's way out in Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. But she could meet at your house. You do have openings? Yes. Okay. Her voice and piano. So in it. And it's not just for kids, too. I mean, she has several adults, that uh, several retirees. Because uh, I've always wanted to learn how to play piano. And I have a good buddy that has a, a really nice uh, baby grand, too. It's like, oh, yeah, I wish I could play. I play the same song I've been playing for 28, 30 years. And you think you would have it perfected by now. but I don't. I don't. Uh, but I, I wish I would have taken it more serious. That's but no, she, sure. she has retirees that just they've always wanted to learn how to play or you know, they just want to go to the bar for karaoke and just, right. I, I'd like to be able to sing a couple songs. Not that they're going to become pros, but I would like to work on that for, for you know, just for themselves. Right. And that's... Hey, uh, one, one more thing John does uh -oh. is uh, if, if you're looking to get your car driven to Florida... <laughs> <laughs> John and I took a car down for this uh, elderly lady in town, sweet lady, and uh, I, I can change a tire, and then I'm out. You know, uh, that's it. And where were we at? Murfreesboro. I mean, we were yeah, we were yeah. quite some way, and it overheated. And I was like, oh my god, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so glad Sterling is here. It was just we just put fluid it in it, but milked her, milked her down to Florida. Yeah, so, I got lucky. So if you're looking for a <laughs> guy to drive your car that knows a little bit about a lot of stuff, uh, I think that's it. You know, maybe next time we'll do it with you and Jay. That would be I mean, fun. Kind of an ensemble kind of a thing, or you and your wife, or all three of you, or, or whatever. And uh, 
I really screwed up by not having him do some nip. So I'm going to have to drop something in. Well, it would probably look weird with the, the wide angle. and. Gosh, I don't know, though. I should have thought about that. Oh. I'm learning slowly. Well, you know, they can come to the theater and actually watch it. So the, the theater, probably you're looking at April. Or you're going to April. April. April-ish. Yeah. Get something going after the first of the... Well, because we'll be gone a few weekends in March. We'll have the uh, close-up in March. And oh, that's right. So, yeah, our actual season will be starting the like first weekend. Just April. mention the close-up. Maybe I can take a clip and pop it to you. Yeah. Um, so, Abbott's been doing the close-up weekend for since early 80s. And they discontinued that a couple years ago. And uh, we took it over, and we call it the Magic Capital Close-Up Weekend. And, well, as you know, you guys have helped sponsor it. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was a blast. So this year we're limiting to 52 magicians, 52-ish. Like yeah. I get it. Um, Funny. But generally we get 50 to 70, 80 people to town. And not to talk about the magic end on our business or whatever, but basically for the town – it brings in, you know, 50, 60, 70 oh, yeah. magicians yeah. that they're going to go to the Legion and buy drinks. They're going to yep. go to Magic Capital Grill. Going to use an RB, you know. Airbnb, VRBO. Right. So any Absolutely. events that, uh, that we can do that are going to benefit, you know, the rest of the community. I mean, yeah. it's kind of a win for all yeah. of us. You know, you th people, people, like, you think 50 people isn't a lot, but 50 people in a small town, I mean, it, you know, that's a big night. Well, think about 50 people spending 10 bucks for dinner or, yeah. you know, for uh, breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, three days in a row. You know, I mean, that really adds to the bottom line. It that, really helps. I mean, yes, it's not millions of dollars, but imagine if like we did that every month, if someone else was doing that every month. Correct. That, that makes a huge difference. They buy gas at the two gas stations, right? They get a drink, they go to. And you know, these guys drink. So, I mean, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Some of them do. Some of them do. All right. Well, I think that's it. Uh, gosh, I just, I'm trying to keep John here because I, I don't want to like not screw something up and not ask you a question that I should ask you. Well, damn it. We can add and edit later too. I so. add and edit. All right. Well, thank you, John. I appreciate it. And, uh, oh, you know, look, I did ask Keith this and I asked Shango and I, I cut it out because it was just too long. Maybe you heard it. And I said to Stickley, and both of them said, not somebody that you think I would think of and not somebody that you and I would think of. Who's somebody I should hit? I don't care if they live in Timbuktu, five hours away, one hour away. Who is somebody I'm not thinking of that I should have on this podcast? But, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of Deb, obviously, Deb Prater. I'm thinking of Mike and th those guys. But who's somebody you would suggest that maybe is a, I'm just not seeing it. DeSantis? Oh, I'd like to have DeSantis on. <laughs> I'm going to go to Florida tomorrow. Maybe I'll ask him. That wouldn't suck. Nobody else. That's that's your answer? <laughs> Jesus. No, that would be good. All right. If you think of anybody, let me know. No, I'm trying to think, like, business-wise. Like, who are... Well, you know, I don't, I don't think he has to be a business person. It, uh, somebody energetic that, you know, uh, you know, you get the church groups involved, and there's 40 people coming in, or 50 people, or, or a Boy Scout club, or a... I don't know. I think some business people that have done, um, you know, that have actually promoted and built a business or 
Empire or whatever that could give us suggestions or oh. see what what has been happening, what hasn't been happening, and how we can make improvements. Um, you know, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Maybe I'll reach out to some other towns and some other chambers. And uh, maybe this podcast, right now, it's interesting. Uh, now, I'll belabor this real quick here. but So John has been videoing for, you know, you say January of 2020, three years now almost. Yeah. And that adds up. I mean, you have 200 pieces of, of a video. Oh, plus. Plus. I mean, now you can really start taking clips and marketing bloopers and or whatever, you know, or fun yeah. stuff and get it out there. And and people have a little a little fun with it. And to me, it's just handshaking and meeting people. And uh, if we can get them to colon in the door the first time and they have fun at Curly's or the Legion or your show or all three or both, I, I think they come back. I, well, I think we have the uh, home family aspect here that uh, the small town that a lot of people don't, um, you don't experience that in many places, yeah. you know? I mean, like when Randall comes in and, you know, hug his mom and, you know, thank him for coming out right. and, you know, but it's genuine. I mean, like it's all genuine. of us really are family. I, I think a mutual friend, Chesity, uh, was chatting with Tam or, you know, it was online and it's like, wow, it's really weird. Like you guys like see each other every day. It's like, like every yeah, day. Yeah, we do. Yeah. You know, it's like we all live really a few blocks away from yeah. each other. We all, yeah. you know, we have coffee in the morning together. We, you know, it's like we see each other. Right. But I think when people like from Chicago or whatever, that they're a half hour, 45 minutes from someone. Right. It, it's it's different. Right. No, I agree I mean, with that. If, but if we can get here one time, and, and especially if we can find a place for them to stay in town, as opposed to driving from Coldwater or Sturgis, that's so much nicer. Yeah. You know, you roll out, you go to your show, you come back, you take a nap, you go to the food or whatever. And so, well, let's finish up your basement. We've plenty of room for people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, John. This is John Sterlini of Sterlini Magic and Manufacturing. A very good friend of mine. Thank you for your time. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>